Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On this episode of DC On Screen, if we can make our own epic DC Comics movie trilogy, what would it be? What villains would we like to see in a Superman movie? What creator, DC character, and actor who portrayed that character would we sit down and enjoy a meal with? Plus, Patty Jenkins gives a little bit on the Amazon spinoff film and who she's been writing it with. The HBO Max Green Lantern series has an executive producer. Spoiler, is the same person that's writing with Patty. And we laugh over an innocently achieved yet nonetheless unfortunate portmanteau, but not in any groups of people or because we're gleeful about saying a portion of a hurtful word. Because we're not 13, no matter how many dick jokes we make. So strap on. I, I didn't even mean to do that. Strap in for an episode full of mispronunciations, verbal flubs, and all sorts of other stuff I've already mentioned before the heartfelt disclaimer I tried to slip in without ruining the mood. All that stuff. Right after a commercial, what content we can only guess about. around you that car you're driving that house your family lives in making your daughter laugh inspiring her to dream you did that teaching your son to drive teaching him he can be anything all you and your dreams for tomorrow you'll do that too legacies don't just happen they are made by you the important word being you american family insurance protecting your dreams as you achieve them insure carefully dream fearlessly products not available in every state american family mutual insurance company si and its operating companies american family life insurance company 6000 american parkway madison wisconsin welcome into dc on screen episode 593 i'm david c robertson and this the man who stripped you of the handbags and glad rags that your granddad had to sweat so you could buy jason goss <laughs> on this podcast we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we do not want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. Woo! Man, we've had two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still not a lot of news. There's still not. Everything's on pause. <laughs> Everything's on pause. Uh, quick disclaimer um, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hear something yelling in the background, that's my daughter. Um, oh, we know. Everybody knows you're, you're a daddy. She's here. Normally, she's a little further mm-hmm. away, but that's not happening tonight. Also, I screwed up, and we got her this little table and chair set. 
Uh huh. Because we were hoping to transition her from like the high chair that she's trying to crawl out of dangerously into just having her own little table and chair that's not as dangerous. Mm -hmm. And she's using it as a workout routine. Mm. So if there's any smacking, I've done my best, but uh, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I went in there a minute ago to ask, like, what the hell is she doing? And she's just like sitting over one of the little tiny chairs, huffing and puffing, like waiting to get her breath back so she can keep lifting it up and putting it back down again. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, she goes hard. I do the same thing, but with a plate of food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we have a new patron. Oh, and he's bless been a long time, been a long time listener. Uh, Joseph Fornerado. Thank you very much, man. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for listening for so long. And also just th thank you for your support here. Mm -hmm. um, every little bit helps. Uh, keeps uh, Help us keep... <laughs> Everybody, oh my God, every little bit helps to keep the lights on. There you go. He made it. And the tears are as follows <laughs> coming out of my face. The, te <laughs> the tears are coming out of my face. Yeah, it's getting bad. Yeah. One dollar gets you a shout out on the show, as you just heard mm -hmm. in every regular episode of our show without those annoying ads for Limu Emu. Mm-hmm. Five bucks a month gets you all that and extra weird content like Chasing Squirrels, How Now, Jason's Pool List. So when we get a chance to do those things, when there are pool lists to have. and <laughs> Maybe this week, finally. Yeah, I'm behind on... Uh, I was ill-prepared for the release schedule for that Batman The Adventures Continue. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they dropped another one on me. I was like, ah, son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, that'll, that'll come soon. -ish. I mean, according to... My little app. Everything's supposed to be back this week, but mm -hmm. well, I say everything. According to my little app, a couple of things are going to be back this week. Right. Oh lord, so. it's crazy. Woo. All right, let's let's jump into some uh, DCEU or DC Films news, however we want to put it. Mm -hmm. uh, Patty Jenkins was talking to Total Film Magazine, and uh, she was talking about the future of Wonder Woman. And uh, she says, I'm not going to nail down a fresh thought about it until this movie comes out. That's 1984. Because I kind of want to give myself a palate cleanser and be fresh of mind. But yeah, there's an arc that I have in mind for the first movie and then the second movie and then the Amazon movie and then the third movie. Sweet. And uh, in regards to the Amazon spinoff, she says, I'm not going to direct it. Hopefully I'm going to be I'm going to try really hard not to. It's not going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. But Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns and I came up with a story and we sold the pitch and we're going to get it going. I'll produce it for sure. So, you know, if you're, you know, one of those people who don't like Jeff Johns, sorry. Sorry. He's still in the game. He's still in the game. Definitely on the properties <laughs> that were already out three or four years ago when, you know, he was basically the conduit between the two. So, yeah, he's, oh, yeah. he's still there. And yeah, I'm not crying about an Amazon spinoff that Jeff Johns and Patty Jenkins came up with. No, that, that could be pretty dope. Uh, by the way, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 uh, does have an official rating now. It's earned a PG-13 rating due to sequences of action and violence. Oh, no. Oh. Whatever will we do? The children. The children, man. <laughs> Think of the children. And that's, that's all the DC Films news we have. That sounds about right. We're going to just sh shift it right on over to television. Um, speaking of Jeff Johns, <laughs> <laughs> he is set to executive produce a new Green Lantern series. For HBO Max, you know, the Green Lantern HBO Max series that we've been hearing about. Right. Um, his company, Mad Ghost Productions, is listed 
or has listed the project on their website along with uh, a bunch of other HBO Max and DC Universe shows and CW shows. Mm-hmm. So, again, if you don't like Jeff Johns, sorry. He's in there, though. He's, that dude loves him some Green Lantern. He's in so. there. He does. If you've had disagreements with him, with him in the past, remember, they have not been probably over Green Lantern. Oh, right, because, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's attached to the 2011 movie, but by the time it got out, it was one of those where he was like, no, nah, that's not what I was going for. Here's the thing. <laughs> I almost was just, I was fighting with myself. I almost said a thing. Then I was like, you know what? That's probably not a good thing to say. Piss off people. And now I'm just sort of like, you know what? I don't care. It's, it's true. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people who are pissed off at Jeff Johns aren't even aren't even really DC fans anyway. Yeah, see, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into like who's a DC see, fan. That's that's a. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm saying like the die. I'm gonna make you defend Snyder yourself. On people, there. the diehard Snyder people who don't care for comic books or anything outside of Zack Snyder's shit, which is I'm not saying this shit. I love it. Right, so you're to rephrase then you're you're talking about people who are primarily fans of Zack Snyder who happen to have been fans of the movies and really are not primarily right. fans of DC Comics. That's right. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that with all those additions. Right. That uh, first because phrasing, though, I was going to make you go back for that one. <laughs> those are generally the people I feel who were who were angry about Jeff Johns doing anything. It's the because, more vocal you know, parts that get retweeted and start getting all right. the, it, like the it's but it's also something I only get glimpses of because like three seconds is like as soon as I realize I've stepped into that puddle of quicksand, I'm out. The other like mm-hmm. I don't even transfer leverage to that foot. I'm out. Right. It's it's just oh oh excuse me there. Oh, my bad. And I'm and just move on. And I feel like I, I should I don't I feel like I, I want to fight it and then I'm like fight saying stuff about this, but it's gotten to the point where I'm like Look, I support the Snyder Cut. I support, you know, the artist having his creative freedom and, and, and things going the way that they were promised they would go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, the studio but, uh, is the villain here, for sure. We, right. That's Absolutely. That's the thing that we've we've been trying to push very hard. The uh, Yeah, though. I, but but uh, getting into it and saying stuff and actually... T- I, don't, I genuinely don't, don't... I just I don't remember the last time I was, like, scrolling through Twitter and went, Oh, someone changed their mind about a thing because someone said something. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not that's not a thing. It's just not right. the The toxicity of certain uh, groups or certain individuals within groups is just not okay. And, uh, and it's just people yelling at each other, and the frequency of caps lock gets more, yeah. <laughs> more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just I, I got I got nothing for. I don't have time for that. Mm-mm. There's enough exhausting stuff in my life. So yeah, if you guys, if someone of you thinks that we're the problem, that's fine. Yeah. Don't don't feel compelled to leave us a comment about it. Just <laughs> if it bothers you that much, just shuffle off. It's okay. I, like we always, I'll happily discuss anything, but I'm not going to get any yelling match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow. Like, uh, like I, I, as soon yeah. as I sense hostility about it and and getting into like the antagonize part of it, I'm just going to turn the whole thing off and go find a video of puppies. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's what we we like. We share this this show onto YouTube and. I got a couple of a few weeks ago, a few months ago, whatever it was. We got a few Time doesn't mean anything anymore. from yeah from people who were like, "You're the problem. People like you. Jeff Johns is this." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not even gonna respond to that." Yeah, I didn't even read all of it. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> so sometimes yeah, you're there's your time. a little bit of this to to especially with Jeff Johns in particular with him. Um, 
like even if you don't like what's happened in let's say the last several years, let's say you don't like a lot of what he's done in his career. Let's just say you've never liked, mm-hmm. you've never divided with his stories, and now now your your take on the situation is that he intervened and took something that you were really gonna like and, and made it into something you really didn't like. Like let's to put it mildly, let's say that's your take on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You remember in like the third X Men movie when the was it like the third one I think when the fire dude starts popping off about Xavier and Magneto just like shuts him down. Uh, that sounds like number two, actually. I mean, I'm yeah, two or three, whatever. It, um, but he he shuts him down. And he, he just gives him like this quick speech about like um, it's along the lines of "Don't you ever let me hear you talk about that man again." He's done more for mutant rights than you would ever dream of. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the kids it's just like, scene. but he's a, but he's our enemy. He's like, that's not the point. That man has done more <laughs> for this for our cause than you will ever touch. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Look, even if you don't like him. He has contributed greatly to what you're you're invested in. So yeah, yeah. just call it a day if you don't. That's like a good it. point. It's a great point. Anywho, mm-hmm. uh, the Flash showrunner uh, uh, Eric Wallace. Yeah, who is that now? I Eric, couldn't think of the name now. Yeah, it's Eric changed Wallace. a couple times yeah, in the last couple years. Not, yeah, well, it's not Todd Helping anymore. Um, mm-hmm. so Eric Wallace told ComicBook.com. Uh, ironically, I'm relieved. I'll tell you why. When I break the seasons of the Flash. Each graphic novel is broken down like a movie, what I think of as my master plan. So like a good movie, it has an act one, act two, and an act three. Well, the end of this season, because of production stopping, will be the end of act two of our movie, which is a perfect point to break your story because there's a huge cliffhanger and there's a hero at his lowest point. And yet now you finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. So it actually was very fortunate for us, even though it was very sad to see production end and not be able to get to what is essentially act three of our movie. When we come back, not only are you presenting the ending in a house of fi- in a house on fire, but where we leave this year's cliffhanger isn't just an ordinary episode. I I, I like that he is uh, sort of trying to take this into a positive direction. Yeah, but and and does it a little bit we, have like a Larry David feel to it to you? No, it has a Titan season one feel to me. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Was, yeah. I get it. I get that. I get what you're saying. But and here's why here's why my mind went to Larry David. Uh, like you've told me that story about like every time they renewed Seinfeld, he'd just cry because he's like, "How am I going to do that again?" Um, <laughs> yep. And it, it's a funny story, but it's also something that I think I think uh, a lot of writers would read that and go, "Yeah, I know, I know what you mean." Um, it, it does it. It just a little bit feels like he's like, "Oh, phew. yeah, wrapping things up after uh, I can destroy the character, but." Uh, <laughs> having him pull it off and make it rewarding that's harder okay we'll push that off to next season sweet yeah, maybe i don't begrudge him it Honestly, it just sounds like it maybe like it's, it's like okay that's a little bit of a burden off my shoulders um i wish i felt like he started to say a thing that he meant and then shifted it <laughs> <laughs> like if he'd been like ironically i'm relieved i'm really tired after crisis i would have totally believed him <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense too. I mean, that could play into what I was saying. Also, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it though. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to wrap up. Yeah, I mean, plus, uh, if I'm being honest, right now, the 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 Flash this year has not been great to me. Like, it has just been kind of a slog, honestly. I honestly don't remember. I like I have to get back into it. I know. So I know. Like, I'm two episodes. You know what that now. means? If you can't remember, that means it's been a bit of a slog. And no, no. It, <laughs> I genuinely, I won't hold it against it. Like it was, I was up to date on the episodes Mm -hmm. and then it seems like January came along. Like I got through the holidays and I was still up to date. 
mostly because yeah. the holidays give you a chance to catch up. You know, if you're behind a week mm-hmm. or two, usually there's usually a break. And then I got back and three or four episodes accumulated and I just had not had time to sit down and do it yet. So when I finally did, I, I, I like I binged it. But at that point, I was literally like binging between, you know, making sure the daughter didn't die and just trying to watch that out right. of the corner of the eye. I have it's mm-hmm. it's this is half on me at least. I have not had time to really focus. Um, I, and I, it's one of those things where I feel like the second I sit down and watch the first scene of whatever's going on now, I'll be back in. Like I remember, you know, there's the mirror light. Yeah, I'm pretty much back in already. Yeah. As soon as I remember it, I'll be all right. But just I've it's this is on me. Yeah, it's my fault as a viewer. Well, it's not my fault as a viewer. Uh, as a viewer, I'll take half. Um, I mean, it might be. It might be. I, I think it's got several things working against it. I think. I don't remember like, thinking there was a lull in particular. Nothing like that, exactly. Everything leading up to Crisis for me that didn't have to deal with Crisis, I didn't care about because it's not Crisis. Yeah, but I, they it seemed like they, if I remember correctly, they were one of the shows that just wrapped their thing up real quick and then said, all right, we'll do Crisis now. And then they moved on to something else afterwards. Yeah, but they've kind of come back to some stuff. And uh, I'm sorry. I, I, if I never had, I, if I never even see the guy that played that plays blood work again, I'll be happy because every time I see him, he's like a mad scientist who, you know, turns himself into a monster. Yeah. That's his thing. Yeah. I, I, I always call him Mohinder. Oh yeah. Because that's, that's I all I know him from is being Mohinder. <laughs> and the funny part was he was, he's, he was one of those actors the entire time I was watching heroes. I remember thinking like, I, I like this guy's work, but about halfway mm-hmm. through that series with heroes, it felt like they just couldn't figure out what to do with him but he was so good on screen they were trying anyway and it just i went into it after a while and, and then like at some the point they just here. borrowed the plot from the fly and threw it out on the wall like hopefully no one uh-huh. noticed it's a 30 year old movie throw it up there throw it on the wall. yeah <laughs> and that's where he stayed for two episodes before while he incubated mm-hmm. um, yeah i don't know i'm just and you know to me it's, it's unfair because it's like to me i was bored by everything that wasn't directly crisis related and now i'm bored by everything that's not as good as crisis or directly crisis related. Like I would much I rather it. see like, how, what are the differences? What are, you know, I don't want to, I don't care about mirror Iris. What? I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, it, it has that, like you had filet mignon last night and now you're just sitting down to like taco meat. You're like, this just right. ain't going to work. <laughs> like, it is like, uh, if you hadn't had is, the filet mignon, you'd be like, tacos, sweet. Yeah. I love it tacos. is unfair. It is a little unfair. I I don't know how to help it though. <laughs> I, I I feared this outcome for you. I really did. Mm-hmm. The um... I mean, it's okay. I've <laughs> I've weathered worse. I know. I watched all of Dark Angel. I know, but your expectations. <laughs> it's it's funny to watch because your expectations work against you so hard when you're watching things. It's it's fascinating to watch. Like they will get so high and so low so much that by the time you're watching it, you're just like. I don't even care if I like this anymore. Let's just get through it. Because Sometimes, like you yeah. go through that, like you in particular seem to have a stage where like you get really amped up about it. And then you get to the point where your expectations are doing you harm. Where you are like, okay, hold on now. Hold on expectations. I'm yeah, not and sure. I actively fight that. I'm not sure. I want to get this all, all the way up here. And then you mm-hmm. do so, so it's such a good job fighting them that by the time you watch the thing, you're like, I don't even, I don't know. It's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> well, you know, Im- importantly, like here's the thing. My my expectations are a certain or like my like I've liked the Flash so much over the years that my expectations for the show are really high. Oh yeah, I agree. So when they when they don't then, meet it, I'm very disappointed. 
my expectations for Supergirl, on the other hand, are so low that when they do a mediocre job, I'm really excited and I'm like, that was a damn fine season. <laughs> I get it. And I, and I enjoy it way more. Um, my expectations were just mediocre for Batwoman, but I've really enjoyed the season. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and you know, yeah, at I'm, a certain point, I mean, I'm Legends the same way. I'm definitely a slave of all of them. as well. I just, uh, yours are like, so it's such extremes. It seems like it's um, really not. It's really not. It does it's just, to be. I don't know. It could just be an outside interpretation. I yeah. like we were, had the wife and I have both rewatched community here in the last several weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. again, something in the background while the baby was not dying. And, um, <laughs> Somewhere like in season, the last season, he, uh, Abed has this little speech where he talks about, you know, their story and it's a real made a speech, but in there, it, he includes something in there where he's like, you know, you know, sometimes it's, it's okay for a, it has to be okay for sometimes for a, a show to, you know, to phone a couple episodes in, we have to, we have to be willing to deal with that because it's, you know, it's part of the whole product. And if, if it's a thing we love, we need to learn to forgive, you know, when it hits a low spot from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I'm paraphrasing heavily, but that was the gist of it. And I, I, I've watched that episode a few times over the years, and every time I hear that speech, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel about any of this. I like every now yeah. and then they hit, there's like a really, like it's just a really, an episode that has no payoff for me or something. And overwhelming my response is like, okay, well, I mean, you know, we'll see you next week, but, you know, I'm not going to rewatch that one. Right. You know, I, I am not one of those, I've never been one of those guys who just decided to start trashing it like, oh, that show, that show should have ended this at this time. It sucks now. You know what? Like, <laughs> I've had metered conversations with you where we've where we've talked about a show. I'm like, you know, if they probably stopped here, but it's always yeah. a discussion where I've never, I've never felt like Dave, you entitled hoe. What are you doing? <laughs> right. No. Like at the end of the day, I'm gonna have all of this CW shit on my wall, and I'm gonna look back on it fondly as hell. Like, oh yeah, I'm, it's been a dude, joy. I. I'm just, I walk into my, I don't even have all the stuff that's out. And I look and see all those Arrow and Flash seasons and Supergirl and stuff. And I just beam. Yeah, I'm just yeah. so happy that it exists and it's there yeah. on my wall. And a lot of the CW and, stuff uh, we used to talk about with Arrow, Arrow in particular did this to us. Um, you would sit down mm-hmm. and watch an episode and kind of a little bit not, like you. there would be a little bit of dread to start yeah. the episode. And then... Sometimes you'd be like, okay, yeah, that was a bit of a slog. I, I, that was, I, I, I didn't enjoy that one that much. And other times, like two minutes in, you'd be like, I don't even know what I was talking about. I can't believe I didn't watch this earlier. Yeah. It would just, I didn't know what the hell to expect episode to episode. And you know, it's, it's got a little bit of the family guy slash American dad syndrome where like, you're going to like one a whole lot more than the other. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. like when the, when the flash really like swept me off my feet, I was just like, Man, the Flash is just bringing me all this action and heart, and then all of that's got to go back to Arrow, where everybody's sad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, in our early episodes, we, we used right to now. we used to like gauge how dour Stephen Amell was told to be per episode. Yeah, like how but sad do you the think they made time, him be on this episode? They probably told him it was going to be an eight, eight on the dour scale. Yeah, some heavy eyebrow. Time, for like early. A, you know, since this ended in the pa- probably in the past two weeks, I have tweeted Stephen Amell and thanked him. Nice. <laughs> like, like, thank you for everything, man. You, you just did a really good job. <laughs> he didn't respond, but I didn't expect him to. The only thing I've seen from him in several weeks is he put up some video where he was dancing. Mm-hmm. And um, his wife's only comment was, yeah, if you do that a few more times, you might get one of your abs back. Yes, that was so good. Oh, yeah. That was so good. 
here's the thing that's good. <laughs> Getting back to the news real quick. Oh, cool. Uh, Thomas Lennon says he will definitely return as Mixius uh, Spitlick. I can't, I can't say it. I never. Brave can. and the Bold gave me a great guide to saying it, and I really, I've appreciated it ever since. See, for me, it was Superman the animated series. Was it then? Had like the yes uh, record. Know. Yes, that was okay. Superman well, then that was Superman. Okay, Gilbert yeah. Godfrey. That was the same one, and uh, yeah, I've seemingly never forgotten the example, even if I completely forgot where the fuck it came from. I remember the example. I just can't say it. <laughs> it makes you a spit look. I can say it when I think about it for a second, but I've got to pause and go. The act, the band, <laughs> the act, the act. I guess. Yeah. All right. Um. He, yeah. He said he's. He, he says, I don't even know. He says, we haven't even announced this yet. But yeah, when the show returns, which I hope is sooner than later, there is definitely a plan for the return of Mixia Spitlick. And thank God, because it took me so long to learn how to say the name. Yay! <laughs> which, Good. you know, when his initial reply, though, was my favorite when he, they asked. And he said, as soon as television is open again. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like such a you thing to say. Yeah. And I know that you've, you've literally read a book on writing by Thomas yeah. Lennon. And uh, so like his partner, I forget his name. That's uh, that's my fault. Joe something. Yeah. Um, but you're you're such a Thomas Lennon guy. It's just. Oh, a, I, lo- I love uh, the guy. And a sense of humor. Yeah. I feel like there don't need to it, be two of me and him in the room together. Because if you have one of us, you, your quota's met. Now, he's far better than I am. But I feel like if he's there, you don't need me, especially. Yeah. I'll let me put it this way. I'll take you in a room as long as uh, over Thomas Lennon, uh, if Thomas Lennon is in the odd couple. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That was a bad show. <laughs> I watched none of it. I just, I, I just trusted you. I, you. You gave it a, a viewing. I watched two episodes and said, no more. Yeah. My wife watched the entire series and said, please, Thank no God more. There's no I'm more. Keep watching. Yeah. She hated every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it should have been. It was Matthew Perry. It was, it I was loved Thomas the stars. Lennon. It was yeah. Lindsay Sloan. Yeah. I I, I loved the cast. It, it, yeah. Yvette Nicole Brown was in it. I mean, good Lord. How do you screw that up? Yeah, I don't and know. Yet, and yet. I don't know. Uh, we've got a new look at the uh, next Superman animated movie. Uh, it looks very, to me, it, it looks very, um, very much like, I don't know, 70s manga batman comics to me like it's just uh i've seen other people say that it looks like super friends but like super uh modernized mm. i don't know i don't know but i, I remember uh, seeing Chris the headline from, but what what is the movie it is called uh, man of tomorrow darren chris is uh, from glee is playing uh is playing superman he played uh music meister on supergirl mm-hmm. in the flash mm-hmm Zachary Quinto is playing Lex Luthor. Oh, sweet. That actually is a good call. Yeah, you know, uh, Siler from Heroes and uh, Spock on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And um, Alexandra Daddario. He did who's Dracula con- recently? Anyway. She's always being uh, bandied about as like Zatanna or somebody. She's going to be Lois Lane in the movie. Brett Dalton from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, is going to be Parasite. Hmm. And... Um, Lobo is going to be The Walking Dead's Ryan Hurst. I don't know that guy. I might just because I watched the first four seasons, but the, not off the name. Yeah. Ike, Ike Amadi from Mass Effect 3 is Martian Manhunter. Neil Flynn from Scrubs is Jonathan Kent. 
And Bellamy Young from Scandal is Martha Kent. There's no more plot details. We don't know. Superman Man of Tomorrow is going to be directed by Chris Palmer, who did uh, Voltron Legendary Defender. It is written by Tim Sheridan, who did The Death of Superman. Uh, with Butch Lukic uh, of Justice League and Batman Beyond uh, as a supervising producer. I Yeah, I don't know anything about this movie, but I the cast seems good. Yeah. Yeah, no problem with the cast. Uh, I mean, there's... Yeah. There's a book, Superman Man of Tomorrow, but is that what they're basing it on? Or do we just, are they just borrowing the title? We don't know. Yeah. We literally don't know. Just literally don't know. Gotcha. Um, I had to look it up real quick, but yeah, Brent Dalton was Grant Ward. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Who I refer to as the man who wouldn't die. That's right. (laughs) They they kept coming up with a good ending for that character and be like, and next season, here's the, what? Why? He died. He died good. Yeah. (sighs) They let him go a season too long, I think. They just it. It was he was always a good actor. He was always a good character. They just kind of kept bringing back so often. They're like, okay, at some point, death has to count. What are we doing? And then the other voice was like, yeah, the whole show's about death not counting. I don't don't give me that right now, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> we'll bring him back as Hydra. Yeah. We'll bring him back as a hologram. A sentient in the stone. What? I don't know. Oh my god! Just kill him. No, it's just a figment, of, a figment of somebody's imagination. I don't. I don't even know. I, I forget all uh, of the. A fragment. A fragment. <laughs> I started to say fraction and figment at the same time, <laughs> and then I realized that fraction of someone's imagination is not a phrase. So I tried, <laughs> tried mid-word, and you know, oh my god, I only made it so far. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So Harley Quinn is uh, is over on Sci-Fi Channel right now. They're uh, they're airing them on Sundays. Uh, they've already aired the first four episodes on May third at eleven p.m. Mm. On May tenth, it'll be episodes five through seven at eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. May seventeenth, it'll be episodes eight through ten, and then May twenty fourth, it'll be episodes eleven through thirteen. It's a if you haven't seen the show, it is a good uh, and you is a good way to watch it without subscribing to friggin dc universe yeah uh, season two is on and it's fantastic and i don't i don't know what to tell you other than hit it up yeah it's good it's really good you probably yeah. already seen it if you're listening but still if you haven't yeah good opportunity unless unless you live in canada or something oh, sorry travis. poor bastards <sighs> love you travis mm. anyway we're gonna go to break and when we come back uh we got some listener feedback Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Yeah. All right, we're back with listener feedback. <laughs> oh, sorry. Do that again. I talked mm. over you a little bit. I was going to say, yeah, we got to run through this. Yeah. Sorry. All right, we're back with listener feedback. Hi. How you doing? Same. Uh, Eli Hernandez on Twitter says, Gentlemen, if we ever get a Superman movie in the future, I'm sure we will <laughs> if we get <laughs> Which villain or villains would you like to see? I want to go with characters we've not seen on film yet, like Metallo and Toy Man. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see Brainiac and Luthor. That's what I want to see. Uh, I would open the movie with an established Superman, uh, preferably Cavill, but 
you know, what are you going to do if you can't? Yeah. Uh, I would start the movie off with a giant toy man situation, like a, like a, uh, transformer or, you know, what do you call them? The Pacific Rim robots or oh, Zord or whatever you want to call them. Not the, not Kaiju. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Robot Kaiju. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the thing? That's the thing the Kaijus. <laughs> the Kaiju killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Punchy like, punchy. I want like a toy man, you know, mecha thing running around and Superman fighting it. I mean, I think I'd be happy with just a toy man antagonist movie altogether. I, I've never liked the character that much. See, I mean, he, there's enough potential there to, to play around. There's been several versions of Toy Man. You could kind of pick one that really resonated with you and go with it, and I'd be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. some of some of Superman's villains are a little... Bo- like, Metallo actually bores me most of the time. I cannot stand Metallo most of the time. You can voice him by, uh, what's his name, McDonald all you want in the animated Malcolm series. Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. There you go. Thank you. I knew it was two M's. Um, I'm like, I was probably like, you can voice him by Ronald McDonald if you want to. But, um <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts are just getting close to where they want to be tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, oh, I hear you. It, and and it, and it makes for a great voice performance. But the character itself is just like a robot with some kryptonite inside. And yeah, every like a, a lot of the times I see him, it's just he's a bit of a plot device. Like, oh, yeah, you think you got this under control? Well, you know, one war- wardrobe malfunction later, here you are. Like, oh, guess what? Big reveal. And yeah. I, and you just kind of. After, after a minute, I think I've just gotten bored with seeing it after, after some time. At some yeah. point, you're like, man, just, dude, uh, just go get, like, go wrap some lead gloves around your fist and just fisticuffs that bastard down. You'll be all right. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a mixy. Something like mixy, mixy would be fantastic. Just wouldn't something it, like, truly surreal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, give it to somebody who enjoys surreal. Like, give it to, uh, I don't know. That's, that's a good director for that. I want to say, like, if you could combine the powers of uh, Taiki and Edgar Wright. Taiki? Uh, oh, Taika Waititi. Taika Yeah, there you go. Taiki. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we have a history of mispronunciation. I'm single-handedly burdening, uh, like, carrying that burden right now, so. I'm doing a pretty good job, if I do say so. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. You give, we, or, you give Tiny question. Tykes the movie. and. <laughs> All righty. Uh, J. Scotty St. Clair says, might be a doozy off the top of your heads. <laughs> it always is. Yeah. But it should be a fun discussion. If you can share a meal with any DC Comics character, their creator or creators, and an actor that portrayed or voiced them, who's joining you and what's on the menu? The creator doesn't necessarily have to be the person who originally came up with the character, but was influential on their evolution or indelibility. All right. Let me make sure I understand the correct the the, the question. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm gonna be at a, at a table, right? And to my right, we'll say will be the, the creator or a highly influential person for that character, creative wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of me is going to be my favorite version of that character in character. You're you're talking about the DC Comics character, I guess. Your favorite version of that character, their creator or creators, and an actor that portrayed their oh portrayed all three. Their voices. Okay. Just check. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Rough. Yeah, God, that is off. Man, off the top of my head. Jesus. You've heard what my head's mm-hmm. up to tonight. This is. I know. Hardly up for this kind of thing. Um, Maybe. Oh, God, that's tough. I mean, my favorite character of all time is Superman. So if I'm just going, mm-hmm. my, well, let's just do this deductively. It's Superman. I would like to have 
uh, Siegel and Schuster there. I think that's only fair. Sure. And then you can almost do a Rolodex of who I'd like to otherwise have a meal with. Um, mm-hmm. Reeve was a delight. Henry Cavill looks fun. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to order some really good whiskey. Yeah. You know, if it's just if it's just down to it, it might be Cavill, Superman, Siegel and Schuster. If I just do the math on who are my really my favorite characters, my, who's my favorite character and just work from there. Yeah. It might be that boring. I mean, I would enjoy um, the shit out of that meal, but it might be that boring of an answer. Here's the thing. I thought about Siegel and Schuster and I decided against them because I would feel so bad for them. And I already, because I already do feel bad for how terribly they were treated and how broke they were. I would feel like I would have to pay for the meal. Well, that's precisely actually why I want them at that meal. And I've also heard too much. Like they made the most creative, sorry, they created the most popular character ever. I've read too much about them. So that's why I'm like, yeah, just, I thought about Reeve because I would love to get some dirt, more dirt on Marlon Brando. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you may need Richard Pryor for that conversation. Oh my God. I I think. Uh, God, that'd be a fun conversation to ask about. Right? Oh my God. That would be awesome if you just like, screw creators. All right. Just have Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor in a room together talking about Marlon Brando. He's like, yeah, he was a real dick on on set, you know. I don't know. And then, like, Richard Pryor's like, yeah, but, you know. We had some good times. Yeah. Yeah, we had some. (laughs) Guys, I'm going to order a bottle of something, and we're going to have a chat about this. Uh Uh-huh. I want to know everything. Um, So, anyway, uh, I'm a huge Superman guy. I'm a huge Batman guy, more so than a Superman guy. Uh, But because of that, I've read too many articles, too many things. So, um in order to learn, yeah, I think I have chosen, uh, I choose Jack the King Kirby uh-huh. with Granny Goodness and Ed Asner. Ah. <laughs> See, if I was at that table, I'd be like, gentlemen, ladies, I'm glad we've gathered here. Uh-huh. I have but one question to put to the group. And then I just gesture at Granny and go, explain yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll wait. And then the waiter comes over and starts asking, like, shush, shush, shush. They will answer first. Thank you very much. And then we go back to it. Uh-huh. And I just stare at him. Mostly at Kirby with side glances at Ad Asner every now and then. Yeah. Ooh, either that or uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder <laughs> and Jimmy Olsen and just some random person who played him. I don't care. I really just want, I really <laughs> just just want Snyder to, to Basically look. Basically the same conversation, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Snyder to look Jimmy Olsen and I'd be like, I'm mm, sorry. I just didn't you, think you were. You explained to him. You tell him you're sorry right now. There wasn't a place for you in the story. I don't. I'm sorry. It, you know, I, I, if I was answering in character for Jimmy, I'd be like, "Well, shucks, it's okay, sir." That would be yeah. it. Yeah. And then the actor playing him just dead eyeing Snyder, going, "Now we need to talk." Right. Here's another option. I you could like... get you could get Batman, Kevin Conroy, probably, and right. then Bob Kane. <laughs> just, just not feed Bob Kane the entire time he's looking around for his mill to arrive. And at some point, he's like, am I going to get eaten? Like, <clears throat> no, we fed Bill Finger. Mm-hmm. Offside. Right. Yeah. If we could have like, if I could have like Jerry Springer there, mm-hmm. I would have Bill Finger and Bob Kane <laughs> and Batman and Kevin Conroy. Oh, it'd be, yeah. We'll you'd have the so. actual Batman. You'd have Kevin Conroy. You'd have Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm. You'd have Bill Kane, uh, Bill Kane, Bob Kane, Bill Finger. And then mm-hmm. in a, I guess, a, what is that? A seventh seat you included, you'd have just a little plaque that says the rights to Batman mm-hmm. and they keep reaching for it. And Batman just slaps out in their hands. And goes, no. <laughs> and yeah. You're like, 
You two explain yourselves. One of you's walking away with this seat. Yeah. I mean, well, he, he, he wasn't wrong. This has been fun to talk about. Yeah, it was fun. <sighs> All right. I wouldn't mind having <laughs> Berlanti, uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds, and Green Lantern in the same room. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> with the same premise. Let's talk. What happened? <laughs> Let's have a chat. The first thing the first thing out of Ryan Reynolds' mouth is, I wanted to play Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. They do. They're like, yeah, yeah, Green Lantern. Been, He's like, would have been great. Flash. Yeah, but Green Lantern. I want to fuck... Fine, I want to be a superhero anyway, so, okay. Yeah. Just put me in a suit. Well, well, about the suit. Oh, God damn it! We're going to dress you like the green dude from It's Always Sunny. Oh, great. Yeah. That's going to make me feel super it, powerful. Awesome. Have you have you seen all the stuff about, like, a few weeks ago, someone said, hey, I haven't watched, uh, I haven't watched Green Lantern with uh, with Ryan Reynolds in a while. If you've been a few years. It's 99 cents to rent, blah, 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 or something. And then Ryan Reynolds responded to the guy and said, walk away. <laughs> Say I, I thought he was gonna say like I'll give you two dollars not to watch it. Deal. And now he and Ty, and now he and Taika Waititi are both like feigning ignorance, like they're acting like they don't even know what the movie is. They're like, oh, oh, oh Green Lantern, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> like guys, it wasn't that bad. It was a good movie, really. Yeah. <laughs> the editing was a little shit, but you know, hey, what are you gonna do? Anywho, Josh Lawless. That's a cool name. It is Lawless. I know Josh Lawler at one point. Says, now hear me out. not the same. Doomsday, but with a red lantern ring. Discuss. Oh, I did Uh, see this somewhere. Um, Oh, no? (laughs) I don't have a discussion about that. Just a little bit of pee in my pants. I don't know. Like, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do with that. Just like, uh uh-oh. I think you and I talked about it privately for half a second somewhere. Did we? I don't think we did on the show. I think we did privately. But I remember remember telling you my first thought was like, oh, yeah, well, then we're all fucked. What do you want? universe yeah. over uh fucking go ahead and char- carve out a tombstone he'll break it but uh, you can carve out a tombstone Nah, they'll figure something out they always do I, <laughs> you'd have to open a hole and let chronos crawl through it and grab him and pull it back and that's still just only buy you some time <laughs> now he poses an additional thought he says the batman who laughs with a yellow lantern ring or lobo with an orange lantern ring <sighs> lobo with orange makes sense mm-hmm. no fast food joint in, in the universe would be safe. Nor any scantily clad woman. Mm-hmm. Man, the, the Batman who laughs with the fear ring in a way doesn't make sense, though. Oh, do tell. Well, I mean, I definitely get what he's going for, and it would be formidable, no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you remember seeing Batman with a yellow ring, and it was just a... Oh, it, it was brutal. Yeah. Um, but Batman who laughs is... He's so, like... I think in D terms, it'd be called like chaotic neutral in a way. Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, he's evil and he wants to destroy everything. So I guess he'd be chaotic evil. But he's also kind of he he works with whatever he has to. He's a he's a genuine psychopath. He works with literally whatever emotion he needs. He doesn't care. And he, he has no investment in it. His only investment is to win. And however he has to do it, he has to do it. If that involves frightening you, sure. And he'll have a laugh at your expense. If it involves getting you heavily invested in something, he'll do that instead. And then mm-hmm. when it falls, he'll have a laugh at your expense. As long as he's pulling the rug out from around you at the end of the whole thing, he doesn't care how it happens. Mm-hmm. Like He would be formidable with the yellow ring, but there would be times where the yellow ring would just be like, mm, yeah, I don't think you're worthy, and just bounce off somewhere else for a little while. And then come crawling back to him later when he decided to go back into, you know, fear mode. Like, he, he's, he's, he's just a genuine psychopath. <laughs> in the truest sense of the word. Like, it, like in the sense that honest to God psychopaths, like the people with the actual neurological condition, not the overused word, 
don't experience the anticipation of fear like normal people do. No. They don't get it. I, I once heard a story about some guy who was like, they can do empathy tests where they show you faces and you're supposed to identify the emotion and the faces are more or less subtle. So the, the test is on a grade. And, you know, this, this one anecdote was like this one uh, prisoner in particular just couldn't identify fear. It just, he'd, he'd come, he'd, he would just blank. He just didn't know what to call it. And then toward the end of the test, because he was clever, they often are, um, toward the end of the test, he told the person interviewing him, was like, I know I'm failing whatever this is, and I don't know what to call it, but I do know that's the face that people make when you're about to stab them. Mm. (laughs) Didn't even know how to call it. Couldn't empathize with it to save his life, but he did recognize where he'd seen that before. (laughs) That's so messed up. It's really messed up. And, you know, that's that's an anecdote from a researcher. It's, It's probably within bounds, an actual thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and a first-hand anecdote, mind you. But um, still, yeah, it, uh, I don't know. He, he would be formidable when he was trying to use it, but I feel like he would put it in a box and come back for it later when he didn't need it, if that makes sense. Fair. Henry Cooper, uh-huh. over on Twitter, says, Each of your top three DCEU movies. Goddamn. Uh, Man of Steel is probably my heart's favorite. Mm. Uh, BVS is my brain's favorite. Mm-hmm. Goes without saying Ultimate Edition. Sure. Um... That third slot gets real competitive. But Aquaman's up there really high. Hmm. It'd be between that and Wonder Woman for me. Uh, for me, it is uh, BVS, Birds of Prey, and Shazam. Mm. See, I forgot about Shazam for a minute. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I said. I said Aquaman. I'll live with it. Uh-huh. Um, I'll give them... There's some recency effect to it. Like, uh, whenever I get time, I'm going to... um. You know, throw a Wonder Woman at the little girl, and she's just right at eighteen months, so yeah, she she she'd get some of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, you know, that that'll give me an excuse to watch it again. So I'm I'm gonna throw that her way at some point very soon, and uh, I, it may jump right back up to the top. I don't know. Enjoy the shit out yeah. of it. It's really like Man of Steel's just my favorite version of my favorite character, mm-hmm. and then BBS is I think one of the most intriguing movies I've ever watched, and really did a lot and honestly represented both characters in ways that I just never thought I'd ever get to see. It's engaging yeah. as hell. Um, and then that third slot is just so fucking competitive. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I get it. Matthew uh, Salvatore on Twitter says, which Batman villain would you say needs an update? Doesn't have to be a complete overhaul of the character, but maybe some minor changes to make the character fit better with the version of Batman we have now. With the Affleck Batman, I assume. He didn't specify movies. He said just a Batman villain that needs an update with the Batman we have now. That could be comic books. That could be whatever. Movies. Cartoons. Mm, I mean, it could be. Knowing him, it's probably Affleck. Just a Batman. But for funsies, I'll just pick any of those things. And um, let's see. His villains. I always want to update Scarecrow. Mm -hmm. If I go to the comics, there's a thing called uh, Kings of Fear. Last year, a little mini series that actually did a really fun job. It was basically like Batman ODing on Fear Toxin and his mm-hmm. inner landscape. Uh, that was that was actually pretty enjoyable. That's cool. Um, that kind of was a really fun revamp. I always want to revamp Scarecrow though. Like I, uh, I mean, I, it was one of my favorite things when he was showed up in the Nolan verse. Um, who you got? I want another second. Um, well, I don't. I haven't kept up with the comics as well as you have, so. Let me know if they've already done it, but uh, Egghead is the first person that came to mind. <laughs> I haven't seen him in ever. I don't think I've seen him on page ever in my history of reading. 
Yeah, he was. Uh, he did you see him in in that Harley Quinn a couple weeks ago? No, you pointed uh, you pointed out that it was there, but I, I yeah I haven't gone back to rewatch it. Um, um, I missed the reference. Now I I know that everyone shits on this version or this this episode of Batman the animated series, and he's in the comics. He's always been played for laughs, or mostly always been played for laughs. But I would love to see like an honest to god, uh, solid take on Maxi Zeus. That yeah, could be fun. Yeah, that could I don't really think be fun. I would have him fight Batman though. <laughs> it'd be well actually he'd be fun if it was one of those uh protagonists that y- where you can't tell what what's reality and what's not for them either yeah um like get you an uh, like get you somebody like creeper who's kind of in between and mm-hmm. is an unreliable narrator anyway and just the whole movie you're like i don't know is this a, is he a god i can't tell who's telling the truth i don't know what's happening yeah i would make it totally ambiguous as to whether or not he actually is channeling zeus yeah that could be good. But I would also, like, he would not be a Batman villain, though, as I revamped him. He would wind up being a Wonder Woman villain. Yeah, I could do it. I could do with that. Um, I really wouldn't, given, let's, if it is Affleck uh, that he's referring to, I really would like to have seen Batfleck versus a Riddler that was, not like, not over the top at all. Mm-hmm. Like, not even Gotham's version. Way toned down. And I don't, I'm, I'm yeah. not, I'm not doing, I'm not, I don't mean go to the gritty thing. We don't have to do that. I don't want to do like the, um, like it was a funny thing in the books that in the war of jokes and riddles, he has like a, a question mark just carved into his chest. And he, mm-hmm. he, he genuinely just looks like some Irish dude that, you know, stumbled out of a Donnybrook with a weird scar. Uh, just, it was a interesting choice fashion wise, but I liked his, what they did with the character. I liked a lot more than what they did with the, uh, how he looked at the time, mm-hmm. but like I a, hate the way he looked. You've saw, you've seen that, yeah, yeah, the giant sideburns and everything. Um, yeah, I and and I don't like his subsequent look where he's like all scoliosis and looks like a, his spine is a question mark. I'm like, do we have to get grotesque with everybody? Well, he's got every Batman right now, to become, but apparently, yeah, in the books right now, yeah. Riddler hasn't eaten a whole meal in like a year, and he's just been subsisting on military strength amphetamines that he modified to be stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a frightening concept, honestly, but I would not at all mind a version of him that was just played by some regular looking dude with a five o'clock shadow. Didn't even have to have a bowler hat. I don't care. We'll give him brown hair just for funsies, just to keep that going around. Um, prefers green outfits, but it doesn't have to be the the thing. There didn't have to be a question mark on him. Just what I would want if I could revamp him, it would just be, you know, keep some tonal things about his outfit. Great, but we don't have to push anything um, because his outfits are, are fucking uh, fantastic. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's hard to work, a, a, you know, a suit full of question marks into anybody's backstory. And it makes se- any kind of sense unless they're like the guy in charge of quizzes at a bar that's two miles outside of Harvard's campus. I'm not going to find that somewhere. Right. Um, an Irish when bar, I, I was, well, well before we, we knew of, uh, his, uh, issues, we'll say, I always kind of wanted Kevin Spacey to play the Riddler. See, I wouldn't be, Kaiser yeah. Soze version. Yeah. Would not be a bad take at all for me. Uh, I, I don't know if I could think of an as, as a, I don't think I, I, I'm having trouble thinking of a character that I'd like him to be played like, but I would, I would, I would like a toned down version where for me, I would like the story to be basically Bane's take on how to take mm-hmm. down the bat, but played out a Riddler way. Like he just yeah. keeps putting him through 
you know, trial after trial after trial. And eventually it becomes clear that the point is that he's never going to put out all the fires. There are too many. And um, it's not a matter of like, I don't, I, you know, they don't have to be these haughty uh, death trap things. It's just a matter of setting up so many dominoes that he can't put out all of them at once. And he eventually finds himself vulnerable. And then that's his whole, that's his whole plan. Mm-hmm. And, I have an idea for who could play him maybe. and how he would be played. It should be freaking John Glover again. No one ever said the Riddler had to be young. Have him be an old enemy of Thomas Wayne's, like a guy who blames Thomas Wayne for something or another. Have him work out that Bruce is Batman. Yeah. Well, for me, that would be the only important part of the backstory. It wouldn't even have to be about whether he knew the the you know the big secret. Although, but yeah, wouldn't he be, would. I wouldn't be opposed it, it, to it. Um, a formidable Riddler would. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I really, yeah, you're right. Like at this point, we're folding in Hugo Strange into the backstory, Bane, everybody, but. Or, yeah, ain't said that about no Hugo Strange. Well, no, Hugo <laughs> just kind of figured out who he was because he's like, oh, you know what makes sense? It's probably that guy. Same way Bane did, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it for me the important part would be that it was it was played down. It's not it's it's not uh, overamped. There's no big Jim Carrey esque scenes. None of that. It would just be I'm going to take down the bat. I'm going to give him so much time on his plate that he can't do it all at one time. And then when he's vulnerable, I'm going to take him down and I'm going to laugh my ass off because. He did something in the past that pissed me off, and it, it that's it. That's all there is to it. He mm-hmm. just did something in his past. He was an unexpected uh, piece of collateral damage, and he just never forgave him for it and said, you know what? Uh, you've taken everything. I'm going to ruin your life. I don't care what happens after. Yeah. I mean, you, if you stop me, you stop me. I'll go to prison for the rest of my life. I don't give a fuck. If you don't, I'm going to laugh my dick off while you get your ass beat. Really? It's just, it, it, the only reason I say it, Riddler's just been so hyped up every time you see him. Kevin Spacey-esque yeah. is not a bad call, though. Right. Can we do someone but, that's... Just get someone who's a little less creepy. That's what I was to say. I would love for John Glover to do it. I'd love him to play the character as a mix between what he did on the Batman animated series and what he did on Smallville's Lionel. Yeah. That's the take. That's the that's what I would be looking for. Yeah. Uh, Chris Baga <laughs> says, if given the opportunity to do a movie trilogy arc for any DC character, who is the character and what is the Cliff Notes synopsis of each part? Wow, run that by me again. If given the opportunity okay. to do a movie trilogy arc mm-hmm. for any DC character, mm-hmm. who is the character and what is the Cliff Notes synopsis of each part? God, that, oof. Dear Lord, do you have something in mind? I do, actually, yeah. Shoot. Uh, my idea would be, because I'm boring, uh, to do. A, I want to do a Batman trilogy mm-hmm. arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of doing Batman as a crutch, like Nolan did, <laughs> <laughs> I would do uh, a theme of fatherhood. Batman in the first part loses his father. The second part becomes a father. He has Robin and we might maybe even jump ahead, do some time jumps in the, in, in that second movie. Mm-hmm. And I assume we would do like time jumps in the first movie as well. Going from Bruce's young kid to being an adult. Second movie, we, we have him taking... We, we we will see Dick Grayson grow up over the course of that second movie. Mm-hmm. And other characters introduced. Like, you know, probably Tim, Jason, Damien. And I think you could do that. I really think there's a way to do it. And then number three you would be... Start fostering a bat family. Right. And number three would be about letting go. No, oh, the birdies have to go fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's Bruce, so he's not able to. He's, <laughs> it takes him a minute. <laughs> could, I, could I suggest somewhere in the second part a beat where, and it would be Dick who points it out to him, mm-hmm. that 
Bruce would be trying to be a father and being really bad at it because he just will not, you know, open up to actually having a family. Uh-huh. Pretty classic beat, but you hit it here, I think. Um, and then it has to be Dick who points out to him, like, you know, I know you lost your father early, but at least he stopped damaging you at that point. You're still around here damaging us. Mm-hmm. Like, like every day you're here, you just you just fuck us up worse until you decide to pull the ship around. <laughs> what do you What do you want? Yeah, like I think I I I haven't worked out villains, but I don't think it greatly matters. Like the idea would be more about the the real villain of the of the story would be Bruce and his inability to to function as a person. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So not Batman Just as a Bruce crutch, defeating but, himself the entire time. Yeah, like you would have other antagonists running about, but well, one of our the, the, the of villain our... would be the Robins and. Now they're not willing to understand things. Yeah. One of our big problems with the Nolan verse was that Batman just stopped being Batman for eight years. Um, mm-hmm. So in your version, he never stops. Like he's always effective at being Batman. He's just a terrible person outside of that uniform. Well, that's part of it. You know, uh, that's part of the letting go part, because I feel like part of being a parent eventually becomes uh, dealing with your own mortality and dealing with the fact that this person that you whose ass you wiped at some point now mm-hmm. has to take care of you. So I would rope that in, like tie that in with like Bruce's body starting to fail at some point. That would probably really start coming around the second second movie just a little bit, and then like really hitting home in the third. Yeah, that's Bruce fair. not wanting to let uh, the other the Robins help him take care of him. Yeah, it's got to backfire on him at some point that he's not <clears throat> letting people in. Or what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. But the thing I like about it more than anything is just I really like the idea of telling the Bat families story through the eyes of bruce almost yeah i like it mm-hmm. um i got a couple i got a couple of weird possibilities <laughs> it's the sock isn't it it's <laughs> not gonna be the sock <laughs> it's ambush bug it's not ambush bug uh raven maybe oh but uh raven part one <sighs> it's the pretty classic beat of she knows she's kind of, you know, half demon, half normal and doesn't really know which side is her. Mm-hmm. I think you, I mean, you got to do that battle to some extent. And then part two is, well, in part one, she kind of overcomes and yeah, overcomes to some extent and decides to try to embrace her human side. In part two, um, in part two, I just have her get pushed too far and embrace the demon side. And then start, and then at some point start genuinely just enjoying being that powerful. And then in part three, just transition into the part of her that's uh, real is that she does enjoy inflicting pain mm-hmm. on evil people. Like she finally defeats Intrigan and was like, "Oh, I want more." Not Intrigan, mm-hmm. uh, Trigon, and was like, "Oh, I want." <laughs> yeah, I knew you meant. I, don't, I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> she defeats Trigon him with a better iambic <laughs> pentameter couplet. Um, yeah, like she finally defeats Trigon and just realizes, oh no, that's my real place. I'm going to punish hell itself. <laughs> Sorry, I just hey, my the Ambit Pentimeter just it just hit me. <laughs> <laughs> she wins an epic rap battle. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> or well possibly done. or possibly one where it's just like I don't know. Again, just pulling weird people. Somebody like Red Tornado. Um, you know, just trying to find his humanity. Finding it in the second one. Uh, by, like, 
finding a team and then finding it in the third one by rebuilding the guy who created him, like rebuilding a team Aro as someone who's actually contributing to society. Like he makes like an AI on the, in the form of Gideon out of the old, uh, like the old data, data logs and shit from uh, team Aro's lab. Like he just finds all that and comes up with, you know, he's fucking robot anyway. I'm sure he can figure out an AI, but that's his entire turnaround. I was like, you know what? You tried to ruin me. You know what I'm going to do? You're going to run the British railway system and they're going to be on time for once. That's funny. <laughs> Most demeaning fucking task to come up with. <laughs> You're in charge of this one Rolex watch. Wait, is this the clock king? Yeah. It's an IQ of 215 trapped in a, in a Rolex watch. <laughs> Ooh, the clock king might be a good one to, for, <laughs> to update. A, a good villain to update. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah, that really I could loved be. I love I love the way animated series did it though. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't even they, they updated it. They made it you know, his entire life was ruined by people not being on time. And him not being on time. Yeah. I just want to see like a flashback to be him being the guy who in like a villain mustache was the guy who uh convinced Congress to pass the daylight saving time thing. <laughs> uh-huh. And he Was just it walks the farmers after all? <laughs> you know, the whole thing. <laughs> all right. The entire nation will be confused. I'll be the only one in charge of time for five months of the year or whatever it is. Yeah. Is it actually six months? I fucking, every year it comes and goes so fast I don't even know. And every year yeah, I hate yeah. it more. Me too. Travis Hines, though, says, what are your thoughts on Hush's looking Batwoman? I looked up a picture. Looks good. Still haven't seen the episode. I haven't seen the episode yet. Um, I saw a picture and I went, yep, he looks like Darkman. We're good here. Yeah. Yeah. Looks I mean, fine to me. Darkman, Invisible Man, H.G. Wells style, Hush. Mm-hmm. They, they all have the same outfit and I'm okay with it either way. Yeah. Um, I'm not crazy about the guy that plays the... Tommy Elliott, but whatever. I did see I did see some comments about him being bad. I haven't gotten to see it yet to judge for myself. but I mean, he's not like overwhelmingly bad so far. Like he's, he's not geomancer. Okay. Yeah. He's, so on the scale. Yeah. He's all right. He's, he's not even psycho pirate bad. Um, how about what's her name? Uh, uh, uh amethyst or whatever. Oh, uh, amulet black. No, amulet? he's not. A, no, he amulet, amulet black. black. There we go. Amunet black. Amunet. No, black. he's, he's not as bad as she is. Okay. No, he's not even really that bad. He's just not good. You know what I mean? yeah okay yeah it's just you know there's nothing pops when he's on screen you're just like yeah okay he'll do this is the guy you got to play tommy elliott all right and then you wonder because you have seen amunet black and you go this is how you want this guy to play him you know it's like which one is it is it is it his fault or is it yours i don't know (laughs) we've got a take we've got a take on tommy elliott okay well i'll see it that's actually <laughs> honestly like in a, in a meta way that's a lot of the conversations i want to have sometimes is i want to get the character a version at least from the books sitting at my table on the left mm-hmm. and then i want from the recent version that i watched sometimes i want the writers the uh, the actor or actress and i want the director of that episode and i want them all at the table and sometimes there are times where i just want to look at the character and look at him making his sad face and say why did you mm-hmm. do this which one of you is responsible for what happened here? It's a little bit like, you know, Dugray uh, on Batwoman, who's playing Kate's dad. Mm-hmm. He does this really 
scruff voice. And, you know, I was talking to my wife. She was like, why does he keep doing, like, Christian Bell Batman voice? Uh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe that's just the way he talks. Like, I, don't, I think he actually has an accent. I think he's Scottish, for real. <laughs> I Maybe he just, he's, you know, I That's just know. what and his I throat does him. when he moves it. I don't know. Yeah, and then I looked him up, and, you know, you've never heard such, you know, a smooth, milky voice. Like, he's Scottish. He's got the accent and everything. But he's like, oh, yes, you know, and he's the father of Kate. And I'm like, oh, what? Then why do you sound like, like, what? It's, 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 uh, it's Lance all over again. It's Quentin. You were doing a nature documentary 10 minutes ago. And now <laughs> I think you're in, I think you think you're in the original Dick Tracy movie with Warren Beatty. Yeah. It's like. The kiwi is mounting the other kiwi. Look, oh, there it goes. And there's the circle I, of life. The wonderful, the wonderful, <laughs> this, these are the ingredients that make life spring forth. The universe continues. And then 10 minutes later, give me all your money. Yeah, it's weird, man. I don't understand. Anyway. By the way, uh, you said it, Scottish and uh, David Tennant. I want David Tennant to play the Riddler I was talking about. Yeah, I could deal with that now. That's, yeah. I, I'm not I the first person to mention that, Bonnie Stretch, but. No. Oh. Uh, it's been an episode of me not remembering shit, so hey, there we go. David Tennant that. needs to play the Riddler. Matt Smith needs to play the Joker. And then anything <laughs> that happens beyond that can can happen. I don't care. You can get Will Arnett himself to sit there in a Batman uniform. Oh no! But if if they're pl- <laughs> if they're doing that, then even I want doing Capaldi the goofy voice, and I'll just be so I, happy. I want Capaldi as Chief O'Hara. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So good, you know. You know, Capaldi would make a better Commissioner Gordon, though. I, you know, I'd like to see him do anything. I, he could be. He'd be the first one where I was happy. like, "No, that mustache has to go." I'm sorry, Capaldi and a mustache ain't gonna work for me. You, get, you can let him play it straight faced. Give him a let him. All right, do let him do a five o'clock shadow, and then just let him do his thing. I have to admit, I'd probably want to bring back uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't blame you. I just saw him on Brooklyn Nine Nine a couple weeks ago. And it was glorious. Oh, it was fantastic. I've been catching up on that too. Um, oh, it was so good. I don't think we just <laughs> so almost good. don't have to get out of the Hoovers to recast most of Gotham. I mean, you, Karen Gilliam, Poison Ivy, all day. Done. Yeah. Don't even absolutely. think about it again. Ah, fucking. Uh. <laughs> I just had a terrible thought, and I'm not going to oh. say it. Oh. Um. <laughs> what is, and no, is for it? Ter- uh, for Karen Gillan, I'd, uh, Batgirl. Batgirl. Oh, hell yeah. God, yeah, she could play Batgirl. Uh, what was the original, the original Martha, the, uh, or the second Martha, uh, original Martha, I what? can't remember. Um, original Martha. Catherine, the, the, the older, um, the older lady that was, that started with Tenet. Oh, Donna? Donna. Thank you. Um, she'd be a lot of fun as Catherine like Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. There you go. She'd be a lot of fun mm-hmm. as like a, um, God, I'm just not going to remember her name this entire episode. Uh, what's the, uh, uh, what's the, the kind older lady that's the mother figure to, Batman sometimes. Leslie Tompkins? The doctor. Leslie Tompkins. Jesus Christ. Mm. My brain is falling apart. <laughs> oh, gosh. We just wouldn't have to get far out of this to recast the entire thing. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Now I'm just like scouring my brain. Like, who could Tom, pa- who could Tom Baker play? Um, oh, I don't know. I just want him somewhere. He could play like the Golden Age Joker. I don't know, but I'm going to I'm gonna make Chris Eccleston uh, Guy Gardner, though. Ooh. He looks like he'd be eager to right bastard. Yeah, let him do it. Yeah, except when you said Christopher Eccleston, the first thing I thought was Lieutenant Flass. Ooh, it's going to be a short-lived part, but not bad. Yeah, 
I'd love to see him play a villain, though. Like a real bad villain, you know? Like a big, big bad. Anyway, <laughs> it's all fricky. Mr. Uh, Stu Little has uh, our final question of the evening and says, Has there been a dumber DCW plot device than Mouse's magic face swapping skills on Batwoman? At least this should drive the show to finally start to advance the Bruce Wayne plot when Hush inevitably uses it to impersonate him and recast Hush with a hopefully better actor now. I had not considered that, but yeah, we could do that. Um, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the plot device, but I am bored of it. Yeah, it's the same as the, the, the mind swapping thing is just as boring to me now. Yeah, but you know, I think like as far as it being dumb and people being like, it's stupid magic face swapping. Here's the thing. For years, I've been watching on Mission Impossible and now with my new podcast, Breaking Bond, I'm watching them do it on James Bond. <laughs> oh, it's a trope. Just it's have, been around for forever. Yeah, absolutely. They just have like a rubber mask that they just pull off. Like, that's not James Bond. That's um, a this guy on that like periodic table of storytelling it's probably just called fs like element fs so i like that i'm used to the trope and i've gotten over the annoying bit of it so the fact that on batwoman they at least give like here's a thing that a plastic surgeon taught his son how to do and they they do this thing and they make it look like he's a person from somebody they take someone's face and I mean, it's stupid, but it's Well, still and they even ran little, it through Alice, where little, she's the yeah. one who actually kind of perfected it. Like, they couldn't quite get it right yeah. until until her, apparently, just latent sewing prodigy skills stepped up to the plate. Right. I mean, and, they, you know, they give you some version of a story. It just doesn't mean I'm particularly compelled by that story. And I just accepted the fact that there was an infinite multiverse that they saved, so... I can try to, I can just accept it. I can just say, begrudgingly accept that this is a universe where faces work like that. And you could just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, if we're being honest about that woman, um, and I, I think I'm, I think I'm just an episode behind, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe two. I'll, I'll check Matt, but whatever. Um, I'm less annoyed by the face swapping, more annoyed by her not just telling people that there was a universal crisis that she squeaked herself out of. Uh-huh. Like she's, there's been several people just kind of edged toward the idea and she kind of tries to play dumb. It's like, just, just that's that, that to me is a little more frustrating. Just tell people what happened. You don't like, it's probably going to come up at some point. I mean, maybe, but it would be easier time, for you to explain to people what happened than to try to do what you're doing. At the same time, like, I kind of feel like I would, I mean, she's not even seemingly having any problem with that. Like that is like her strangling dude. That's the thing that she's like, Oh, I can't like, you know, multiverse crisis. Eh, that's fine. I know. But I, I strangled a guy. <laughs> well, the funny part is it cracks me up that like when I'm a, when I'm a viewer, it cracks me up that that feels wrong to me. But you know, honestly, if it was in my life and there was a multiversal crisis and I somehow squeaked my way out of it, mm-hmm. no, still knowing what actually had happened. Um, and then a few weeks later, I choked a man to death. Yeah, the, actually choking a man to death would fuck me up way worse. Yeah. That if I, I'm if I'm yeah. you know if, if I'm being real about how I would react to it, yeah, that would actually probably get under my skin way more. Well, yeah, the crisis is just so big, you couldn't wrap your head around it. Kind of. You'd like, just be like, well, that was crazy. That was a whole bunch of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's not crazy is I had a guy's throat in my hands and I. 
<laughs> I took him. I took him out. Yeah. Like, like it'd be uh, like waking up from a particularly weird dream. Like one of those that you can't even get your head away from for the first 30 minutes you're awake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get in the shower, you get out, you're still thinking about it. You, you just can't get out of that headspace. You're still groggy and you pull out of your driveway and you, you realize you've just like backed over somebody's pet. Mm-hmm. Or child. <laughs> I'm just saying my dream is no longer co- at all relevant. I'm way more concerned with the, the pet slash child that I've just backed over. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give him slash that. Slash grandmother. Slash grandmother. Why was she laying in my driveway? Anyway, <laughs> uh, if I'm being honest, I while I enjoy Alice and I'll, I always, I, I'm really digging what she's doing. Yeah, I am so sick of Mouse. I am so tired of Mouse. I hate him. I hate the actor. I hate the guy. I don't, the character makes me physically ill to even hear his voice at this point. I'm so tired of his story. I'm so tired of his incessant whining. I'm just done. I'm done with Mouse. <laughs> I, I could kind of see how you get there, he, I'm, but I'm not yet having the same physical reaction. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, not saying it's not happening soon even, but I'm just not there yet. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, dude. Yeah, just somebody kill him. Somebody take him out. Kate, I hear you're good with your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Stop having your panic attack. Don't, don't. It's okay. <sighs> well, in this show and in this universe, though, you want, you don't want him just taken out. Like, you don't want it. I'm going to need to see the body get buried. Yeah, sure. I mean, you got to know it's real. Or what, what are mm-hmm. we doing here? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I want to know. I want to see him gone. I can just see you high-fiving Bethany. Hell yeah, he's out here. Yeah, she not only she likes mouse either. <laughs> either, either. <laughs> oh, good, it's catching on. She's like, ugh. <laughs> Here we go with mouse again. Yep. Anyway, yeah, I disinfected so much, so many things today that my hands just smell like bleach. Can I blame that? Is that possible? Sure. You can blame whatever you want, buddy. I'll believe you. Budding neurological disorder, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll say you poor bastard. Sure. <laughs> Well, no more in a few weeks. Now, let me ask when, you this. Where do you get the bleach? Because I, to... I haven't been able to find any bleach at the Walmart. <laughs> we, we, had a, we had a gallon from the before times. Oh. Um, the before times, you say. Yeah, I think I remember. I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember bitching about, um, somewhere on the show, bitching about hand, foot, and mouth disease. Uh-huh. Uh, so that is a real pain in the ass. But mm-hmm. if you happen to follow it with... Um, like pandemic level controls of uh, disinfectants. Mm-hmm. Turns out when you had to buy a bunch of stuff to get rid of hand, foot, and mouth disease, you're in good shape. Fair enough. Fair enough. A little, I mean, it was, seriously, that was two months of scrubbing everything she touched to make sure that we weren't perpetuating the thing. Because you can get it back, mm-hmm. by the way. And then sure. uh, she got it, then mom got it, and then she, she didn't pass it back. We, we managed to keep it down to those those two incidents, but it was just too much of scrubbing every damn thing. And uh, it was pretty good prep work. That's fair. And I've still got a bunch of bleach left over, so. Yay. Well, um, Nerdytastic has a comment for us and is not a question. It's a warning. Mm. She says, y'all might want to avoid the new toy releases for Wonder Woman 1984 because I just glanced at an email from Hot Topic about Funko Pops and got a huge spoiler on how Cheetah looks. Um, yeah, those are, that's real. And I saw that shit like six months ago because they pushed it back and there was a leak for like notebooks or something. Mm. And, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I got spoiled. That shit was taken down quick, but I saw it. <laughs> yeah. So that's a real thing, y'all. Like I'm. Thank you, Nerdy Tastic. I'm very sorry, Nerdy Tastic. I, I, I'm also very grateful that I'm not in that particular world because it, I would be so pissed. Mm-hmm. It's genuinely, it's one of the dumbest things the fucking industry still refuses to change. Um, mm-hmm. They 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 refused to to change the distribution methods. There's too much money and toys on a shelf and. Walmart or Target or whatever the fuck you're getting them on. Like, there's just too much money there. They think they have to push it really early or they won't get the sales. I'm not sure that's true anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, you have all these people that would just want to leak. Oh, look at the new look of so-and-so. And and I feel like it's just two worlds. It's a world full of people that love the toys, are in the world of the toys and want to push the toys. And they're so excited about the new look that they don't... I don't think they have anywhere near like like... My world is the narratives of things. I, I that's that's important to me. I don't want to yeah. know all this shit before I get into it. I want to go see what the creator gave me and and see how I feel about it. Or you know, and, and you know, I'm I'm not a marketing expert. I mean, you guys have seen how I market this show. You know that. But <laughs> I would think if they like, we know what Wonder Woman is going to look like, right? We know what Maxwell Lord is going to look like. What would be interesting is if they like marketed the toy for Cheetah and then like had like. They put like a black box over her, like a censorship box. And it was just like with question marks or something. And that would be like, oh, dude, what does that mean? What is she going to look like? Oh, I got to go see the movie. That would be cool. I feel like that would amp up collectors. Because, you know, the real collectors, the people who give a shit about this, they're going to buy the whole set anyway. Yeah. So you don't you don't need to show them like, look at the new cheetah. Um, It seems like we've bled into a time, though, where I I think there's some some people that market to the, the toy distribution side of it, the Mattels or whatever, that are just so focused on getting the toy in somebody, some kid's hands. And the part that cracks me up is they're so focused on getting the toy in the hands of a, of a you know, six-year-old that they're going to spoil for the adult parents who, by the way, are part of the fan base too at this point. They're spoiling for the adult parents who are part mm-hmm. of the PG-13 plus crowd, a movie that they cared about a lot. Yeah. Like, it just, it makes no sense. I, I genuinely wish those... the, the marketing was just done very differently. I, 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 I refuse to believe that you cannot market something to a six-year-old effectively after the fact rather than before the fact. I don't think the six-year-olds are that goddamn picky. Just don't. Yeah, when, when marketing is involved and they want to start spoiling stuff, I'm always reminded of, of the uh, trailer for Star Trek 3. Mm-hmm. And like apparently the everyone involved tried to like fight the marketing on it. Like, please don't put out that trailer. Please don't put out that trailer. We should not let them know the Enterprise is going to be blown up. And sure enough, in the trailer, it's like you watch the Enterprise blow up. It's like, come watch the final adventure of the Starship Enterprise. You're like, no. Yeah. Why would you show the ship like fly like blowing up and like falling into you know out of orbit? <laughs> into that planet's atmosphere don't ruin the entire movie for us yeah i get it what i always think of and i'm willing to ruin that movie because it's from like 1982 1984 (laughs) these are the same people who will sit there and cite like well the titanic had the biggest numbers to date and they all knew the ship sank come on on, you asshole (laughs) so spoilers for titanic she had plenty of room on that board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was gonna be a there was gonna be like a monster universe esque sequel in the same universe called the Hindenburg, and the trailer was just mm-hmm. gonna be a bunch of people enjoying a ride on a blimp. 
Yeah. Nothing. Just, 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 just nothing. <laughs> just like a bunch of people just enjoying uh, being handed a cocktail. I mean, this is fantastic. I can't believe the view up here. That's it. And a guy with a pencil-thin mustache looking directly at the camera going, what could go wrong? Yeah. Such an adventure. <laughs> I've never been safer. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go <laughs> yeah I gotta put that baby to sleep or I gotta stop interrupting while my wife puts that baby to sleep but it's time mm-hmm. y'all thank you so much for your questions for your comments uh, hell honestly you know without you guys there wouldn't be a show right now because oh, <laughs> you know what about. yeah that's a fact um, so uh, yeah I, I love hearing what you guys want to talk about and, and acquiescing to those demands mm. for now we'll see uh if we ever make it big time <laughs> how much we listen to the little people <laughs> but um, <laughs> for right now thank you very much no um seriously though thank you and uh thanks for listening and commenting and you know if you follow us on twitter dc on screen we we pose this question pretty much every week at this point so hop on a twitter give us a follow if you're digging what we're putting down uh, or picking up what we're putting down, I, I believe is how the the, the, the terminology goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This and is, uh, just please title this episode the episode where nothing's pronounced correctly. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> just remember us mispronunciation everything. nation. Yeah, everything that we're mispronouncing is not real. It's just a fragment of your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We gotta go. You know. Goodbye. Bye. Until next time, keep some some DC on your screen. (laughs) Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. the max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under 40 bucks, you'll spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks or two pairs of progressives for under 80. Our prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? 
I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.